0: Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. I want to talk to you this morning briefly about the Ecclesia River. And I I want to give you, this morning is going to be a little different because I want to give you a prophetic update on a growing transformation movement. And when we were at Transform Our World last week, the Lord just kind of really opened up Ezekiel 47, and I really, how many people know about, you've read Ezekiel 47, you're familiar with Ezekiel 47, all right? If you're not, hopefully you have your iPhones with you that have the Old Testament, you know, all the the translations, right? Not just the New Testament. We're going to jump into Ezekiel chapter 47, so would you go ahead and do that? Go to Ezekiel chapter 47, and I feel like um, this is going to be a word of encouragement. I, and just kind of releasing it to you so you, your heart is encouraged about what God's doing. Not just here at Convergence, but not just to the nations, but really to the Bay Area. And it's going uh, to be another... And then at the very end, I'm going to pause on that. At the very end, I want to play a word for you that we received about nine months ago, eight months ago, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what that is just yet, but you've probably heard it before, but I feel like the Lord wants us, to be, wants us to hear it again and then be encouraged by it, amen? So Ezekiel chapter 47, let's just go ahead and read it, and then let me just kind of pull some, some points out of there for us this morning, and then we'll wrap it up, and we'll see what God does. And I'm always interested in knowing what God does. You guys are just staring at me now. Is it weird for me to be down here? Do you want me to be up there? You guys like it better down here? You don't care? I don't care where he's at. All right, that's all right. I get it. All right, I'm going to read out of the uh, NIV 1984, as always. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits. A cubit is about 1,500, uh, is it feet or yards? I can't remember. Um, Then he led me through, you guys can get your iPhones and check on it. Then he led me through water that was ankle deep. And he measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee-deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river. So how did it start? As a stream. So it begins as a stream in the throne room and ends up a river further away from the throne. Isn't that interesting? But now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, and here's the phrase that you should just highlight, do you see this? That's a prophetic call to take note. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, this, is, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down to Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from en which I think we've been there, to this other place, which I will do my best to pronounce, En-Glaim, whatever. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps... And the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. That's a warning. You guys feeling that? Fruit trees from all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water flows from the sanctuary to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Ezekiel 47, the picture that Ezekiel gets, and he thoroughly describes, we're just seeing a piece of that description just a little bit, if you looked and you traveled into the verses, previous chapters into that, it's actually a temple that has not been built yet. This is the temple that many believe will be built when Jesus returns or before Jesus returns. It's the Ezekiel 40, it's the Ezekiel temple. And if you went online and you did some research, uh, you can actually see that there'll be people who have taking, taken the measurements that Ezekiel had laid out in Scripture and kind of built this temple, built a model of this temple, not in the truest sense, but a model of what this temple uh, actually looks like. So it's a, it's a temple that has not been built yet, but the measurements are all are all there, and it was the place where God's presence dwelt. So in the temple, you'll see the Scripture says that there's a stream that flows from the throne or from the Holy of Holies. The stream or the river symbolizes the Holy Spirit. It symbolizes the presence of the Lord. It symbolizes the kingdom of God. So we have this temple that Ezekiel gets a revelation from, writes it down in Scripture, and we we see this picture that there's a river that is flowing from the temple, not to the temple. Are we all still on the same page? Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39, whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive later. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So the first of five quick points. Oh, boy. And hopefully, I can give a little prophetic nudge on what I believe the Lord is doing in this season. One, the river starts as a stream in the temple. Let's let's look at verse 2. At the end of verse 2, the water was trickling from the south side So for the sake of what I'm trying to communicate, let's view the temple as the place where the Lord dwells. Let's call those our churches, the temple. So we have access to gather in the temple. The temple is the headwaters, because every river needs headwater. Every river needs a starting point, and it starts in the very presence of the Lord. We see that in Revelation 4. We see that in Revelation 5. We see these things taking place in in the book of Revelation, and we understand that the river is the headwater. The, the, The presence of the Lord is the headwater of what will eventually be a river. But in Ezekiel 47, it doesn't start as a river. It actually starts as a stream. And a stream... Because I did a little Wikipedia, you know, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what streams and, you know, because we see streams, we see rivers, we see swamps, we see marshes, we see all these pictures taking place in Ezekiel 47, and a stream is a narrow, shallow, small flowing of water. A stream is singular. So the stream actually begins in the temple, but the stream has a slope. Is being pulled by gravity and is actually being pulled into the sea. So it doesn't start and end in the temple. It actually has a current, and the current is pointing to the Dead Sea, not just the temple. While we praise God and we thank God for all the things he does we live in this place of communion, the river has to go somewhere. Oh, come on now. Which leads me to point number two. That was fast. The direction and the current of the stream is downstream leading outside of the doors of the temple. Ezekiel 47, I think it's verse 1, the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple and he saw water coming out from under the threshold, that would be the, let's just say the door jam, the threshold, the place where the door is, of the temple toward the east. The Holy Spirit, though he abides in the temple, wants to be out of the temple, He wants out of the temple while he's still in the temple because he's omniscient, he's all-powerful, and he's everywhere at once. Though the the headwaters are in the temple and we glorify God in this room and in this place, there's a direction of a stream that's leading outside the doors of our buildings. Oh, you guys… Church, in many ways, as we understand it, wants to have ministry inside the walls of the building, but the current flow of the Spirit and God's presence is leading outside the building. Point number three. Wow. The water increases in depth and width the further away from the temple doors it gets. So for many of us, we think, and I've been challenged with this theologically, but I think it's a, it's a prophetic picture. We think that it starts off as a river. It doesn't. It actually starts off as a stream that's trickling. It's trickling from the temple. It's sloped down and it's going through the threshold, which is the doors of our buildings. And as it's flowing, it begins to increase in depth and width, and it forms into a river. How are rivers formed? Rivers are formed by multiple streams coming together. Are you guys all right? Did I, am I even at point three? I said that, huh? In other words, if you don't have streams coming together, you won't have a river. And what God is doing is he's bringing multiple streams together that are flowing out of the throne and they're combining itself and they're beginning to form as an, I call it, it's an Ezekiel River here in the book, but it's an Ecclesia River because it starts from the temple and it leads to the Dead Sea. It gains strength, it gains presence, it gains anointing the further away from the temple it gets. Wow, that's kind of in- interesting. So let's look at verse 3. Everyone say, I'm with you, PG. You're reading from your iPad, which is a little unusual. But it's still the Word. I have it right there. See that? Just to let you know. Ooh, it just flipped on me. As the man went eastward... With a measuring line in his hand, he measured off 1,000 cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. I do believe it's 1,500 feet, so it's, I was thinking it was correct. Thank you. Someone on your iPhone, it's like three football fields, if I'm doing my calculation right. So, so if you all play sports, you guys understand football fields. So he measured off another thousand, so it's ankle deep, but it's still a stream. Why? Because you can cross it. He measured off another three football fields and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. He He measured off another thousand and led me through the water that was waist deep and then he measured off another thousand, but now it was a... Now it was a... River. Before, it was a stream. Now it's a river. When does it become a, become a river? When you can't cross it. What I'm trying to... I was asking the Lord, I hope I can communicate what's in your heart right now. I feel like what the Lord would want us to, to understand is that for so many uh, believers or even those in leadership, the, the river of God's presence, God's power, God's anointing actually gains strength as it moves away from the temple, though it's connected to the temple. The headwaters are in the temple. Well, how do you know? Because it says in verse 12 that the river flows from the sanctuary and brings healing to the Dead Sea. So the headwaters are still in the sanctuary. But the Lord is encouraging us and challenging us to say that we can't just confine our ministry to the walls of a building that the actual increase of God's presence doesn't take place just in the building but it actually gains momentum, strength, depth and width as it leaves the temple. But what if we don't understand that what we're trying to do, we're trying to swim upstream because we feel like that's where our ministries are at and we're swimming upstream but the presence of God is moving downstream. It has a focus. It has a purpose. It's the healing of the nations. It challenges us because we have to think in two places. So we want to think vertically. We want to think the temple because that's where we get our substance. It's intimacy with God, right? But it's not intimacy with God for the sake of intimacy with God. Oh, come on now. Jesus could have... Been born in Bethlehem and had 33 years on the, on the planet just communing with the Father. But he didn't. He healed the sick. He Raised the dead. Why? Because the, the river flows from the temple. I don't know if you guys are with me. The only way we gain depth and width is by networking and working together with other streams. And that's how we gain momentum. We're not an island to ourselves. We need other, let's just use this word, we need other churches. We need other ministries. We need other men and women of God, but the, for the sake of city transformation. You'll go ahead. You can clap. It's true. You need other people around you that are going to point you in that direction. Not just Seahop in general, but I'm talking about you personally. Though this is our home base, we'd be, we, we would need, I don't know, some, what are those called, you put them on your chest, you, we need one of those if we think we're the only ones who are doing it, doing what God's doing, and feeling like we're isolated, and we can just do it on our own, and we can just strap it on our back and go. It's not true. Rivers don't exist unless there's streams. Streams flow into a body of water and create a river. Now, whether that's you know the ministries that are local that are around here, what I'm saying is that the Lord. Here's the prophetic part of it. I believe the Lord is combining streams unto transformation. He's not. I think there was a there was a call for the last. I don't know, for us, maybe it's it's still there, but there was a call to the temple. There was a call, we call it the house of prayer, we call it communion with God. There was a call for the body of Christ to actually come into this place of communion, and we received healing, we received impartation, we received the Father's love. Unto what? Where does it go? Is it to have communion for communion's sake? Or do we grab the Father's heart that leads to the Dead Sea? Are you guys all right? I'm preaching to myself. Which leads me to point four. As the ecclesia ministers outside the doors of the temple or the church, the culture changes. The culture shifts bringing revival and transformation. I told you a year and a half ago, probably two years ago, I felt there was a a new chapter in the Bay Area. I feel like we turned turned the pages, the Lord turned the pages, I should say, the Lord turned the pages for a new chapter in the Bay Area. What does that mean? That means the, the label that we have, that the Bay Area is too hard, The barrier is unreachable, it's super liberal, they don't care. All this stuff that we're we're thinking that if we share or bless somebody or share Christ with somebody, they're going to be closed, they're going to throw their car keys at us, they're going to be violent, they're going to be all this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, those days are over. And I could tell you just from the small sample of the people that have come up to me and shared with me, taking a step of faith. I'm telling you that we are having we have people prayer walking in Facebook, we're having worship at Google. Like there's things that are opening up in the Bay Area if we would just seize the moment. The river has to flow in those areas. You are brokers and carriers of the very presence of God. Don't minimize yourself. Don't think you can't do it. Don't think, you know what, you have to reject all those things. And when you go to work tomorrow or this afternoon, the Lord has some divine setup waiting for you. Why? Because it's His will for the river to flow to the Dead Sea. And it's gaining traction. And the more we connect outside of ourselves, the more we see God doing amazing things, not just here, but all over the world. Next week, we're going to have Dean Briggs here. Dean is one of my favorite guys. He wrote the book Ecclesia Rising. I picked it up in 2014, and that was, that was the catalyst that kind of turned me and moved me into this reality of Matthew 16 18. He'll be here next week. You don't want to miss it. But we've we planned extended fellowship together because we're, he's strategically thinking about the nation. And he's talking about getting together with a group of people for the and have like a a war room talk if I can use that word about our country about what God wants to do in bringing transformation and revival to our nation. Well, who's Dean? Well, Dean's kind of like Lou Engle's right hand guy, if you know Lou. If you know Lou. That's it. If you know Lou, you know what I'm talking about. There's a coming together of the streams that if we receive it and we receive these streams, we're actually going to begin to see transformation in our cities, like real transformation, not just talk about it. And that's that's my prayer. Because I'm, I'm weary of the talk. That makes sense? I'm just talking from a ministry platform, okay? From a, a ministry platform. You know, we, we throw around revival and we throw around all these words and it's like, but I'm asking the Lord, like, you're going to have to really make, like, where does a where does rubber meet the road, really? Is the crime rate down? Is abortion rates down? How, how do we measure transformation? How do we measure? Remember, I keep saying, I keep telling myself this, and I keep reiterating it over to you, that is the measure of our success is not attendance. And for so many people in the ministry, the measure of success is attendance. Because we've been taught for hundreds of years, well, at least decades, that the, that as If you can get 500 people and fill the chairs and have multiple services, that you're actually influencing a city. It only means that you have two services. But are your people activated? Are your people influencing a city? Do they recognize who they are in God? Do they recognize their purpose and their calling? If I have to stand up every single time we do a passion talks and give value to the to the marketplace people then something's wrong with the pulpit. How can we actually get up as a minister representing the pastors in the Bay Area and and tell them that they're valued beyond or outside the walls of a church building? You are anointed. The presence of the Lord is flowing through you. You are a minister of the gospel. The place the Lord has you is your ministry assignment. Wherever we go, we carry the presence. Be activated. Don't let the enemy tell you you're not, you know, you don't know as much. You haven't been taught as much. You haven't been to 10 weeks of that evangelism explosion and 8 weeks of this and 10 weeks of that and another equipping class and, you know, I don't see that in the book of Acts. What was the measure? The baptism of the Holy Spirit and connection one with another. Oh, come on now. I'm not even done with the story. Am I on point four? Verse six through nine. So I believe that the river is increasing in depth the further away from the church doors it is. Isn't that crazy? Verse six B. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, The water flows toward the eastern regions and goes down to these you know where it enters the dead sea where is the present supposed to go when it empties when it empties into the sea the salt the salty water then becomes fresh is there a battle is there a struggle as soon as it makes impact the salty waters become fresh you know as in the old testament right you couldn't touch a leper in the new testament you can and when jesus touched the leper the leprosy left as soon as fresh water hits salt water the salt water leaves. Now, I don't understand the process of that because we don't see it in Scripture, but I'm saying that the fresh water has impact to the salt water. And if you've been to Israel, you know the Dead Sea is rich in minerals but has no life because there's no outflow. That's why it's dead. Oh, come on, you guys. Swarms of living creatures will live where? Wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Say, I believe it. Say, I believe it. I think our biggest barrier is our minds. Where there is no possibility for life, when there was no culture to sustain it, when the river is poured out and touches the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is transformed. Whether it's San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, it all remains the same until the river encounters it. We have to make contact. We have to make contact. We have to bless, right? Make contact. Just bless your workplace. Bless your, you know, your boss. Bless. Go in there and declare blessing over it. You're making contact. You guys all right? I know I've asked you like 800 times today. Things won't change if we contain things in the walls of our churches and we're silent in the hallways of business. Number five. Be prepared for a mighty harvest. Can we say amen to that? Verse 10. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En to Eglam, yeah. There will be places for spreading nets, Because that's how you catch fish. The fish will be of many kinds. Every tribe, every tongue, every race. Like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, verse 11. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Remember? Remember? I don't know who's was it, Potiphar's wife or someone's wife. Came a Lot's wife. (sighs) Oh Jesus, help me! (laughs) Abraham's wife, you know. (laughs) Became a pillar of salt. It's not a time to look back. It's a time to look forward. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks, both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Wow, that's mature growth in God. That's maturity in our faith. It's provision. It's health. Why? Because the water from the sanctuary flows To them because the water from the sanctuary, the water from the sanctuary flows to them. How are we going to what? is one way we're going to see revival is when the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Yeah. The thing is, we have to believe it. I think that's our biggest problem. Sometimes I, I, I know what the Scripture says. I don't know if I believe it for me. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. I think that the reference point of that is that the healing part of it is that God is going to, I think there's going to be an explosion of the supernatural. I really do. I believe there's going to be, Bobby Connor was talking about that. He said this, he says, you're one miracle away, or is it, from going to multiple services. Isn't that crazy? He didn't say it like I did. He said, well, one miracle away. I think there's going to be an explosion of the supernatural in the Bay Area. So we must function. I'm wrapping it up amen? So we must function as the ecclesia in order to see it realized. If we stay with the church paradigm, we'll feel content being in church, but our cities will be lost. We'll be content, I'm talking to ministers now, to leadership, we're content with budgets, bodies, and something else that I call the killer bees. Though those are important, they're not primary. It really doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as God's kingdom is expanding. Not true? I don't care about titles. I don't I don't care about positions. Those are those are minor to me. And I understand the Lord, put, He puts people in places, but I don't hold on to that kind of stuff. I I, it's, it's an open hand. I don't care who gets the credit. Is God's kingdom expanding? Are we influencing cities? Are we actually doing what, or are we encouraged to see this reality? So it's time to move out through the gates as a river to bring life. It's time to continue to network with streams to form a river that carries us to those who are lifeless and dead. The river just needs to flow and touch the lifeless culture, and it will transform it. You know, Jesus said it this way. He says, your leaven in bread. What does that mean? That means all you have to do is apply the leaven and the leaven will take care of itself. In other words, the bread has no chance. Well, the ingredients before the leaven have no chance but to expand. All we have to do is get the leaven out and into the dough of our culture. You carry the presence of the living God inside of you. I mean, I talked about Dagon just for that reason. I just wanted to encourage you. How many of you guys were there? We talked about Dagon. I just wanted to encourage you that there's no match to the presence. No match. There's nothing in hell that can stop God when he wants to move. So he's just looking for availability. I think it was in March 2000, I think it was this year, right? Cindy Jacobs was here. She released a word, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to release that word again. Because here's the, the first part of this word was, it was for our house. It's three minutes long. And she said, I see it, the spirit of evangelism. Does that mean that we negate the throne room? Absolutely not. That's the headwater. But it has to go somewhere. Wow, I'm ready. I'm looking at a group of people. I mean, 120 changed history, and their room was smaller than this one. I think it was upstairs. I think it was actually on top. All right. I want us to. I, I want us all to stand, and I will. I will climb these stairs. A little different vantage point from up here. <laughs> and here's what i like for us to do. We're gonna play that, we're gonna play that word. It was actually here in this building. It was when we had George in here. You guys remember George and Banov? Was, it was at that conference. And she says, and she was not invited here, I mean in the sense of I didn't personally like have her on a Sunday. But she grabbed the mic and she said, I want, to t- I want to prophesy over this church. And so she just took off. And if you know Cindy, she'll just take off. And she went on for three minutes, and I want you to hear it. And here's what I want for, us, want for you to do. One for, anyway, would like for you to do. If you're feeling compelled to come forward, I feel like the Lord said during worship, have the people come forward as a prophetic river. going to their places of influence. That would be like you guys coming as a river. And I like to do that as the Lord is, as the Lord is just releasing, because each of you are streams, but we're coming together as a river. And as that word is being launched, I never want to compel or force anyone to do anything. If that's, you're feeling that, I want you to come forward. Does that make sense? All right. So let's play that. Let's play that word, and let it minister to you. Because this is about our house, but it's also about our region, the entire Bay Area, and the nations, actually.
1: I want to prophesy over this church a moment? And the Lord would say, Can "You increase The spirit of evangelism is being poured out upon this church, and the Lord says there are many souls that will be saved and the Lord says get ready because the harvest is not in the future the harvest is now and the Lord says you have prayed and prayed and the bowls in heaven are full of your prayers and i have got to tip the bowls over this region it's gonna splash all over as we see in the beginning it's Google, Twitter, or Apple. There's a cloud of witnesses that are praying. It's gonna affect those who work in the cloud.
0: We're <laughs> working work the, the cloud, cloud. on it.
1: Lord said it's revival time for the tech industry. It's revival time, and it's coming. It's going to spread from here to Seattle. Seattle is going to have a great, powerful move of God, says the Lord. And the Lord says, I'm going to open the doors for jobs for many of you in those industries. You've seen miracles in this house, but nothing like you're getting ready to see.
0: We receive that.
1: The Lord says you're going to make the headlines for the good things I'm going to do. The Lord says they're even the little children of this church are going to have dreams. They're going to see visions. They're going to have angelic visitations. The angels are coming. The angels are coming. The angels are coming to visit, says the Lord. New songs are going to be written. The revival songs. The sound of heaven coming to earth. The song for a new movement. A new sound for a new movement. Will come from this house, says the Lord. Hallelujah and it will be a prosperous place Yes. for you are going to take care of the poor and the needy the trafficked oh it's gonna prosper your business people are gonna prosper extravagantly new ideas intellectual properties I'm gonna give them ideas and ideas and ideas for invention says the Lord And this church will be a house of prayer for all nations, red, brown, black, yellow, and white. Amen? Racism will not exist here. It will be a racist-free zone, says the Lord. Hallelujah, put your hands together and thank God for the word.
0: Go ahead. take the hand of the person next to you. You know, every word needs to be judged. If you bear witness with that, do you say amen? Amen. Amen. So why don't you take a moment and pray for the person on your left and right that that word would find a place in their lives. What do you mean? I'm talking about Prosperity, innovation, signs and wonders, miracles, souls saved. Lord God, I pray that you would pull these streams together in this house. And God, may we flow as a mighty river. Because it says in the Gospel of John that the rivers flow within us and out of us. We want, Lord God, the presence of the living God to flow in and through us as a river. And God, as we're connecting hands this morning or this afternoon, whether it's in the front or whether it's those that are standing in the chair, Lord God, we just pray that those rivers would come together, those streams would come together. Let there be a mighty force. And I pray, Lord, for a confidence that's in the spirit, not in ourselves. A our confidence that's in the spirit. God, I pray for the education mountain, for the business mountain, for the government mountain, for the entertainment mountain. I pray for the prophetic flow in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, there'll be a, a unity for this, not for the sake of unity, a unity of purpose. Lord, that you would connect us, this house, with other ministries, other networks, Lord God, all over the world. Thank you for what you're doing. We're not an island unto ourselves. And we receive that word, there'll be no racism. Thank you, Lord God, for every tribe, every tongue that'll be saved, healed, and delivered. We receive that word. We receive it. We receive it. That's If you receive that, let's just say that. I receive that word. I receive that word. I receive that word. I receive that word. You know what? When you receive a word, you can't, you can't embrace the how immediately. You have to receive it by faith and let the Lord take care of the how. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a practitioner type guy. I'm thinking about the How? And the Lord told me a long time ago, don't worry about the how. I'll take care of the how. You just receive it. So if you're receiving that, let the Lord take care of the how. All right? So I receive. We just receive that by faith. We let you take care of the how, Lord. There's a million ways you want to reach, Lord God, the Bay Area. Million ways you put things together. So we'll just say yes to the word. In the name of Jesus, Amen. All right, let me. um, If you don't mind, if you don't mind me just indulging me for a few seconds here, um, I'm trying to work these apps as fast as I can. But I felt impressed to share with you um, a word that Bill Johnson shared over over us. And Bill's not going to be as dramatic as Cindy, if you know what I'm talking about. Because Bill is Bill. And I am am looking. I am going to go to the search. You guys stay with me. Just say, just, just pray. Take your time. Good, I like that. Live in the Bay Area, you know. Time is the most precious commodity, it seems like. I don't have time to take your time, so... Take time. Hang on. Why? Oh, man. Okay, stay. just talk to your neighbor for two seconds. Hey, man, God's good. <laughs> just say God is good. Stay put, though. Don't, don't let that be a license for you to vacate. I say that in love. Here, let me look under the Caitlin Winton. She knows what word I'm going to go after. You guys stay stay, stay there for a second. All right, give me my phone. This is so good. You guys have to stay here for a second. No, but I'm going to find it. I'm determined. And you're the best assistant ever. Ever. Just, you can test this. One thing I know about Bill is that he's not going to just say something for the sake of saying something. He's not. So he says, one of the greatest evangelistic fields that you guys have the best access to is the tech world. And if you can do it without being political and or getting intimidated by the dumb stuff that's being done in the name of technology then God will create access. I really caught a picture of extreme growth for this church in the years to come. Just extreme growth. Ten times what you are now. I think part of that is going to be because of that impact on on that part of the world. So being able to navigate the call that you have for prayer and worship Navigate the transformational role and just being intentional. I think it's going to be huge. If you receive that, can you say amen to that? What's the goal? The goal is not to be big. The goal is to be a river. That makes sense? Just touch people. Bring the gospel. It's so consumed with our story, right? Our our lives. Our lives, our lives, our lives. I just feel like the Lord wants to redirect our focus just a little bit. And think about those around us. And if you're doing that, ask for increase. So it's not about fixing our eyes on on the number. It's about fixing our lives around being a river and let the river grow in depth and width, touching that Red Sea and bring transformation. You have to believe that. You have to believe that you are a big part of what God wants to do. So Lord, we break every lie from the enemy that would somehow communicate insignificance that we are powerful in God. We don't say that from a place of arrogance. We say that from a place of confidence, that we're sons and daughters of the living God and royalty flows through us. And so, Lord, we just pray that in a small way this week, we begin to be the river that flows from the throne. And bringing these streams together, Lord, you're going to transform our region for your glory. So, it won't be looked at as a place that's so filled with anything that's anti scriptural. It'll actually be a place where God dwells. I believe it. I choose to believe that. I choose to believe that. And that people are empty without Christ. So, we're going to do it, Lord. May we ascend your throne. May we love you as Papa God, as our Heavenly Father, receiving the Father's heart. And be in the ecclesia of functioning in our in our culture and our society in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.